I just dropped in to say hi. And I'm like, you dog, (laughs) you fucking dog. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, I did tell one of our listeners that I would, we would like say who we are. Oh, good idea. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, yeah, I think I heard it like maybe a couple months ago, but like, I don't remember. And I'm like, why, why would you? Yeah, that's our bad. Mm -hmm. So I'm Mariah. I sound like a a 13 year old boy going through puberty. (laughs) Um, I'm Christina. I have terrible vocal fry. And uh, yeah, welcome to Mm -hmm. the show. These are our voices. (laughs) Testing, testing. One, two, three. (laughs) I am so excited for the movie that we're covering. Yeah. I like could hardly sleep last (laughs) night. It's like Christmas. It was it was on our shortlist last summer. It like just missed the cut along with Dirty Dancing. Actually, those were two we wanted to do last Pod Girl Summer. Yeah. But there's only so many weeks. So I'm very glad that we get to do it today because this is maybe one of like my top 10 favorite movies. It is phenomenal. Yeah. It was just a movie that I couldn't like I want to watch it again, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So without further ado. <laughs> We are covering 2008 star-studded classic, Mama Mia. (laughs) It's so good. I remember watching this in theaters in 2008 when it came out. Loved it. It was amazing. And that year for Christmas, my, like, gift for my parents was a portable DVD player with two DVDs. (gasps) One of which was Twilight, and the other one was Mamma Mia. So I would just watch that scandalous on repeat in my room. We had a TV at home, but I was like, no, I must watch these in my room on this teeny tiny screen on my portable DVD of player. Course. And I would just do that for hours on end. It's a great time. Listen, <laughs> when I got a video now, mm. yeah. Well, also at the time, we would take really long car rides. Like, we never took planes when I was younger. Mm-hmm. would always drive. So we'd be driving, like, 24 hours from Connecticut to Florida. Yeah. I'd be, like, on that video now. Mm-hmm. Fairly odd parents. Mm. We'd be watching um, – oh, my God. I can't remember the name of it. It's the Nickelodeon one where they surf. Where they surf. Oh, no, they skateboard. Oh, oh, oh. I can see the animation so clearly. There's the guy with the backwards cab. Rocket power. That's it. Yeah. That is what I would watch on my video now. Nice. Nice. But back to the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you did you watch it when it came out? Or you watched it later, right? Oh, yeah. I did not see this movie until um, I think probably college. Mm-hmm. I knew that it was a Broadway play. Yeah. But like, yeah, my parents wouldn't watch this. Or at least not when I was younger. I never saw it. Mm-hmm. So... When I saw it when I was older, I was like, this is amazing. I And I'm a huge Meryl Streep fan. Yeah. And then hearing the like actual ABBA album as well, I was like, we're fucking in yeah. this shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was based on the Broadway musicale, Mamma Mia. And actually, this is something that I learned freshman year in our intro to theater production 
class, ITP. Mm-hmm. This was actually – this show was never supposed to be a success, right? It's like an ABBA jukebox musical. It was never supposed to be like a smash <gasps> They were success. trying to use it so that they didn't have to pay taxes on the money. No. Uh, it's okay. actually far darker. So – this was actually the first musical that opened on Broadway after 9-11. Oh, okay, yeah. And because, like, everybody in the city was just grasping for joy, and this musical is so joyous and light and fun, it was huge. Like, it it swept. It was a huge success. It was never supposed mm-hmm. to be, like, as big of a cultural phenomenon as it was, But because of the time it came out, it was, like, what people really needed. Yeah. I mean, you can tell it doesn't take itself seriously. Mm -hmm. And that's a big reason why I love it so much. And it's also, like, the puzzle pieces that they've put together to make the songs fit in. Yeah, It's just so good. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm realizing what I mentioned, while true, because I also remember that from ITP, is literally the plot of the producers. Yes, it is. Which is funny. (laughs) Yeah. But yes, yeah, so they did the principal photography in Skopelos, Greece. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. This movie is stunning to look at just because mm-hmm. Greece is so beautiful and like gorgeous. That water, man. Some blue ass water. There's nothing Some like it. Some blue <laughs> ass water. The second one, because they made a sequel a couple years ago, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Uh, that one, they used a lot of green screen for that. They didn't no. uh, quite shoot on location very much. And Cher is in that one, right? She is, yes. Speaking of, Cher was actually supposed to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to play Tanya, but like she had some scheduling conflicts or something. She couldn't do it. So she ended up playing um, Donna's mother in the second one, even though her and Meryl Streep are like three years apart. But wow. Meryl Streep's character, Donna, also I think is only supposed to be like 40 in this movie. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, Sophie is only 20, so the age gap doesn't really make sense for her like, you know, young mm-hmm. fling where she gets pregnant and kicked out of her house unless it was like, I'm 30 and I am being kicked out of my house and I'm said not to come home. But she kills the part. Mm-hmm. Like she is so good oh yeah she's incredible she's Um, having a blast up there oh my god (laughs) yeah they also considered for donna they considered olivia newton john and michelle pfeiffer Mm -hmm. but ultimately went with the formidable meryl streep yeah and they considered mandy moore amanda Bynes, rachel mcadams and emmy rossum for sophie and bill nighy almost played one of the you know three men Mm -hmm. Um, Did you ever see the movie About Time? What was the plot? It's uh, Rachel McAdams and Domhnall Gleeson, and he can, like, he has time-traveling abilities. It's like a rom-com. Oh, no. Okay, because Bill Nye is the dad in that, so. Oh, he mm-hmm. oh he was, um he's the rock star in Love Actually. That's what you know him from. I feel it in my fingers. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. <laughs> His name is escaping me. Uh, Billy yeah. Mac, I think. Yeah. 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 Wow. I also this like cast of characters who they considered for Sophie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, interesting. Yeah. I think Amanda was the perfect choice. I have to agree. Because I think Rachel McAdams would be too like pretty girl with like dimples. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like also when she's in a rom-com, she kind of plays mousy. 
She also would have been a little older. She would have been probably in her mm. early 30s at this point because she was like 27 when they did Mean Girls. That was 2004. So she would have been in her 30s. And I don't – there's something like – I actually don't know how old Amanda Seyfried is. I believe she's a little bit younger. But she really nails that like very young, naive, but lovable oh, yeah. persona that – I don't know if I could see Rachel McAdams necessarily tapping into in the same way. Yeah, I think she embodied the character so well and she kind of switched from being like in love Mm -hmm. and just this romanticized idea of her father, Mm -hmm. her, you know, complicated relationship with her mother. I, yeah, I think she just did an amazing job and she felt so authentic throughout the movie. Totally. Yeah. Yes, we, of course, have the dads, played by Pierce Brosnan, Stellan Skarsgård, the patriarch of the Skarsgård family. Oh, my gosh. And um, Colin Firth. Great casting across the board, except maybe our boy Pierce. Not the strongest singer, but <laughs> he does but what he can. let me tell you. We'll get into it. But when he opens his mouth, I'm smitten. I'm done. He is such a, like, silver fox in this movie. Yeah, I like never like Pierce Brosnan. I don't, I don't feel like the attraction. He's just not my my silver fox of choice. I'm definitely more of a Colin Firth gal myself. Mm. But I do think that the dads were like wonderfully cast. They played off each other really well. Um, yeah, they did a good job. But Pierce Brosnan, when he signed on though, did not really know what this movie was or that it was a musical, which shows. Um, but he was like, well, Meryl's in it. I'm doing it. Absolutely. So. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, also, we do like to get technical on the pod. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the numbers. The baby. numbers, baby. There was a $52 million budget. It grossed $144.2 million in the U.S. Might not seem... You know, so huge, but worldwide, four hundred sixty-seven point one million. My God! So they cleaned up. Okay, I think it was like a huge hit in the UK and like Sweden. Oh, probably. ABBA yeah, came to the Swedish premiere, and that was the first time they were all they together. were all pictured oh together gosh. in like something like insane, like since the eighties. Mm-hmm. One of them has a cameo in this, and like also worked on the movie. What's his cameo? He is playing the piano during Dancing Queen on the boat. Oh, my gosh. It's Benny. Benny makes a cameo. That's very cool. Yeah, we have lots to discuss, so I think we should just head into it. But before we do, shall we do a couple of reviews? Let's hit a couple of reviews. The first review is from Francesca BC and... You wrote a really long and super helpful review, and it was so sweet. Um, We really appreciate it. So using some of your personality that you've clued us into, we decided to pick a song that was related to One Tree Hill. Yeah. And we couldn't really, but we were like, oh, there is a lot of Sheryl Crow Mm -hmm. in One Tree Hill. So yeah. We chose the song If It Makes You Happy, which is like such a fucking banger. Yeah. I picture you leaving the country. You're going on an adventure somewhere. Maybe you're going to Greece, the Mm. Mediterranean, perhaps. Croatia, beautiful beaches. So you're going to this amazing new place you've never been before. Maybe you've planned out some stuff, but you're really willing to wing it and try something new 
Um, and so you get there, your accommodations aren't exactly what you anticipated. Maybe you lose like your favorite t-shirt and you're kind of just like feeling really discombobulated and displaced. But through the montage, we mm. see you start to like make friends with the people in your house. Maybe you're making friends with people in the neighborhood and you start a new job. Maybe you like work at a market and you like get to do all these fun things you would never do where you're originally from. And you kind of like build this life for yourself that might not be totally perfect like this amazing luxury time living in another country but it's like such an amazing time for you wow which i kind of feel like the song is about because it's like if it makes you happy it can't can't be be that that bad bad. yeah yeah i love that so our next review is from shipmate jordan thank you so much for your wonderful review In it, you mentioned uh, that you're looking forward to us doing Perks of Being a Wallflower and Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I'm like, how coincidental that Rocky Horror Picture Show is in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It just occurred to me in this moment. But we did race over to the Perks soundtrack and we selected Come On Eileen by Dexie's Midnight Runners. Amazing song. I see this montage as a little bit of a date montage. And where are you going for your date with your crush? To the roller rink. Whoa. You put on your roller skates. You guys are skating around. Maybe it's like, oh, I might trip. Like, you gotta, like, hold me steady. You gotta hold my hand. Oh, my gosh. The sparks are flying. And all of a sudden, you're holding hands as you're skating around. And after skating for a bit, maybe you stop to like sit down and have some ice cream. You you just get to know each other better. The sparks are flying. And then they do the last call. It's the last skate of the night. So you and your date go back out into the rink. You're skating around. You end up in the middle under the disco ball because there's always a disco ball. And you share your first kiss. Ah. That's the montage. That's the montage. (laughs) No, that sounds so nice. Well, thank you so much for the wonderful reviews. We appreciate them so much. Uh, Since this is a a bit of a longer episode, we're just doing two today, but we will be back on them next week. And if you want a montage shout out in one of our future episodes, be sure to leave us a little five-star written review on apple podcasts feel free to dm us or email us if you've written one telling us a little bit about yourself because we love making them personal definitely and if you wanted a montage song but don't really want to leave a review you can also join our patreon yeah link in bio but yeah you can join the patreon you get a montage song you get to be a part of our discord for our patrons and you get one extra episode a month i know and you vote on it pretty crazy and you also get to be on our close friends on instagram so oh yeah lots of fun perks we should do like a live watch of like the bachelorette one night or something oh yeah yeah that would be really fun mm-hmm Without further ado, shall we head into the episode? Let's, you know, draw square right into it. Beautiful. Opening. Amanda Seyfried comes out the cut singing I Have a Dream, a song to sing. 
It's like midnight. She's looking out over the Mediterranean Sea. Mm-hmm. Are you joking? I do already have a story to tell, not even 30 seconds in. Oh, yeah. So this song, I cannot, like, it's a beautiful song, but I can't take it seriously because when I was in middle school, because, like, growing up, my parents were like, you have to do a sport and you have to learn an instrument. Like, those were two things that they made us do. Wow. So when... You did a sport? Quote, unquote. Like, I was in the swim club and I was in the volleyball club. No teams, only clubs, because... Okay. I was not doing that. But yeah, so I did voice lessons when I was in middle school because I wasn't playing violin or piano anymore at that point. I just wanted to try something different. So they put me in voice lessons. But like the voice teacher that I had, his idea of like teaching me voice was pulling out his little like 1989 or not 1998 laptop (laughs) And pulling up a karaoke program, like a specific program that played karaoke tracks, and he would make me sing I Have a Dream on repeat for like an hour. And that was my voice lessons (laughs) when I was 12. Okay. (laughs) Your parents need to be refunded right now. Yeah, I I told them, I was like, this is what we're doing in voice class. And they were like, um, that doesn't sound right. We're not going to send you there anymore. (laughs) But that went on for, like, a few weeks. That's funny. Anyways, so I can't take this song seriously, but it is a beautiful song, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a nice one. It is. The, mm-hmm. It's the opening number, if you yes, will. yeah. So Sophie rides in this boat as the sun is rising to a little yellow mailbox on the mainland, and she mails three letters, one to Sam Carmichael, one to Bill Anderson, and the last one to Harry Bright. And then Gimme, Gimme, Gimme starts playing. We see Bill, we see Sam, we see Harry. They're leaving their respective jobs and their lives to head to Greece. And like the way that the music comes in, it's like, yeah, yeah, and it's so good. The opening just really starts with a, well, the song is a ballad, but then it starts with a bang. Yeah. And also I die every time at their passport photos because instead of just being like, hey, let's like go into a studio for like 10 minutes, get some photos taken. They're like, no, we're going to use photo shoots and red carpet appearances you've done before and we're going to Photoshop them onto passports. Perfect. <laughs> so we go to Greece where Sophie is greeting her friends, Ali and Lisa. They've just arrived on the island of Calicari. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you guys are here because I invited my father to the wedding. What? What? You finally found him? Because this her, this girl's whole life, she's never known who her father is. And she says, well, not exactly. And we get a little bit of exposition where she's like, well, you remember how whenever I asked about my dad, my mom always told me it was a summer romance and he left long before she realized that she was pregnant with me. Well, one day I was snooping around in my mom's old trunks and I found the diary from the year she got pregnant. What? So, I was about to say Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> Sophie starts reading her friends an excerpt from the diary from July 17th, 1979, when Sam took her on a date to the little island, which is where 
her hotel is now. And then dot, dot, dot. <gasps> My God. Sam's the one. I know he is. I've never felt like this before. The plot thickens. All this time, Sam has been telling me he loves me. And now he's announced that he's engaged. So he's going home to get married. And I'm never going to see him again. <gasps> Tragedy. Also, I just love the way that all these diary entries are intercut throughout Honey Honey, which is the song that she's singing at the moment. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's so well done. It really shows like that kind of really young childlike innocence that Sophie has where she's like gushing over these like summer romances. It's very sweet. The summer flings, really. And like kind of also getting into the mindset of young Donna and how she was feeling the same way. Mm -hmm. So we then go forward to August 4th. What a night. Bill (laughs) rented a motorboat, and I took him over to the little island. Though I'm still obsessed with Sam. Bill's so wild. He's such a funny guy. One thing led to another, and dot, dot, dot. Oh, my God. So Bill is suspect number two. Yeah. Then, on August 11th, a mere week later, Harry turned up out of the blue, so I said I'd show him the island. He's so sweet and understanding, I couldn't help it, and dot, dot, dot. So Donna was having a true hot girl summer in 1979. (laughs) Gotta love it. She was. Donna comes out of nowhere, and she's like, hello, girls. It sounds like you're having fun already. And she's like, I used to have fun. And someone's like, oh, we know. And she's like, (laughs) excuse me? (laughs) Harry and Sam race in their taxis to catch the last boat to Calicari, but they miss it. And apparently there's not another one until Monday. So they're Mm SOL. Meanwhile, Sophie brings the girls to their room and tells them that she doesn't know which one is her dad. So she invited all three and pretended to be her mom. How could that go wrong? And they all said yes. Of course. (laughs) Meanwhile, back on the mainland, Bill and Harry see that there's not another fairy until Monday, and they realize that they're both going to the same wedding. And that's when Bill calls down from his boat and is like, oh, you're looking for a ride to the island? So we got all three suitors in one place on one boat. What could go wrong? What a caper. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the ferry, Donna's best friends, Tanya and Rosie, are going to find a seat. Oh, my God. They are, like, probably my favorite characters in the whole movie. Their comedic chemistry is just chef's kiss Mm -hmm. so they're looking for a seat and rosie's like my mother needs a perch and they finally get her sat down and this greek man hands rosie a beer and then pulls out her cookbook because she's apparently a world-renowned chef cook cookbook author (laughs) and he's like asking her to sign it for stavros Meanwhile, Tanya sees this woman next to her with a little basket and is like, oh, can I take a look? Thinking it's a baby. And she pulls back the netting to see that it's a giant fish. I think it's a monkfish. Look Um, up what a monkfish looks like. Yep, that's it. (laughs) I only know vividly what it looks like because there is a fishmonger at our local farmer's market. Mm -hmm. And one time they had monkfish liver and I was like, 
that's really interesting. Like, I would love to cook that. So I bought it. Oh, whoa. <laughs> and I looked up what monkfish looks like, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm unwell. How did it taste? I am unwell. Um, it was good. I mean, it tasted livery, but like mm. like also seafood yeah. E. Like it wasn't as as meaty of a taste as like a liver you'd eat from a chicken or something like that. But I cooked it by steaming it. And then I made this like sauce with like rice wine vinegar and like seaweed that I had to soak in hot mm. water and stuff. Wow. And yeah, it was good. I never thought about eating like a fish liver. It's never occurred to me. I listen. If it yeah. was not the fishmonger, I would. I don't think I ever would have sought it out. Yeah, yeah. Back to the wedding. <laughs> Sophie is like fitting the girls in their bridesmaids' dresses, and she's really excited. She's like, "I want this perfect wedding." It's kind of crazy because they mentioned they haven't seen each other in a while, and she's just like, "Yeah, I, I got these dresses. Like, it's gonna be great." Mm-hmm. And she just wants her father to give her away. And some one of them is like, better be a wide aisle, LOL. <laughs> and Sophie's like, I will know my father when I see him. Then Sky, Sophie's fiance, <gasps> comes over and tackles the girls in a big hug. And they're like, oh, what do you think of the dresses? And he's like, oh, yes. And Sophie's like, oh, yeah, he's not super into the wedding. Um, if it, he had it his way. It would be three minutes in jeans and t-shirts and washed down with a bottle of beer. I 1,000% had a huge crush on Sky uh, when I would watch this. He's really cute. Yeah. He's really, really endearing. Played by uh, Dominic Cooper. And I didn't Mm -hmm. know this until we were looking into some facts, but him and Amanda were dating during filming. Pretty crazy. They have great chemistry. Yeah. They actually dated until like 2011. So Mm. there you go. So Sky is like, no, I just wish that, you know, we could save our money for traveling. And she's like, well, we're not going anywhere yet. So Sky then picks up a little cowboy hat, some boots, and a cigar as props for his bachelor party tonight. <laughs> and once he leaves the room, we learn that Sophie has not yet told Sky, her future husband, that she invited three potential dads to the mm-hmm. wedding mm-hmm. because he would tell her that she should tell her mom which is very logical. Yeah. So Sophie says she just feels like part of her is missing. And when she meets her dad, everything will fall into place. Pretty tall order, but Mm -hmm. she's 20. So we go back to (laughs) Harry and Sam. They are trying to help Bill sail the boat. Harry is struggling. He's having a hard time. I love Colin Firth. (laughs) Yeah. He's so cute. So Donna goes to the dock to pick up Rosie and Tanya. And it was really funny because when she comes running down the dock, she kind of like zigzags. Yeah, (laughs) zigzags. And she's so enthusiastic. And (laughs) Phil's like, wait, pause the movie. And I was like, what's up? And he's like, so my mom wanted to watch Mamma Mia one day. Like Mm -hmm. we were all like, no, none of us want to watch it. He's a hater. He's like an ABBA purist, so he doesn't like Mamma Mia. Annoying. But yeah, I know. And so he's like, it's like, no, no, no. And his mom's like, we never watch anything I want to watch. So they agree. And then it gets to this scene where mm-hmm. they're like, ah. And she's like, um, actually, 
I'm good. Oh I my think god! I <laughs> no, no, Phil's mom. So funny that he said that because she's like zigzagging and like screaming. Uh, yeah. So they're like for one night and one night only, Donna and the Dynamos, and they run up to each other and hug and they joke around. This is their like little catchphrase, mm-hmm. like secret handshakey thing. Dynamos, dynamite, sleep all day and waboom all night. <laughs> Pretty bold. I did love that both Donna and her friends and also Sophie and her friends had their own little like secret greeting thing because for Sophie and her friends, it was like, we're Sophie, Ali, Lisa, we're the greatest, bestest Nates. I'm tough, I'm tall, I'm tiny, and we're going to rock this place. Woo. And then like they have their own like Donna and the Dynamos thing. I love that parallel between mother and daughter. You knew that by heart? No, I wrote it down. I just read it off my notes. <laughs> okay. I was like, hello. No, no. Um, but yeah, it is really funny. And that happens throughout the film, too. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Donna drives them up to the hotel, and Tanya asks if there are going to be any gorgeous men at this wedding. And Rosie's like, husband number four, he's coming. <laughs> and Tanya's like, No, not for me, for Rosie. Her book is a success and she's got the whole world stuffing mushrooms. It's time for her to find Mr. Right. And Rosie's like, that's boring. I'm a lone wolf. Oh, my gosh. So as they arrive at the hotel, Rosie asks Donna when the lovebirds are flying the nest. And Donna's like, oh, I have no idea. Her and Skye are making all these grand plans for the hotel. Sometimes I think they'll never leave. And Tanya asks, yeah, but do you want them to? And Donna goes, well, I want what's best for her. Of course not. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Of course not. She's a prisoner. Ha, ha, ha. Never leave me. So Skye then comes up. He meets Rosie and Tanya and helps Donna with the luggage. Yep. And... What's Harry doing? He's talking to Bill. And he's like, I'm a huge fan of your books. They're a godsend on his dull business trips. I may look like I'm pondering my securities, but in reality, I'm trekking across some remote corner of the planet. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. He's such a sweetheart. Yeah. When Sam asks Bill if he's a close friend of Donna's, They all realize that none of them have heard from her in 20 years. Mm. And all of a sudden, this invitation showed up out of the blue. Is it a coincidence? Come on, guys. Think a little bit harder. Not a chance. So back at the hotel, Sophie runs out to reunite with her aunts. And Donna starts gushing about how Sophie has her whole life ahead of her. And Sophie's like, oh, my God, I'm getting married. I'm not joining a convent. And Tanya and Rosie are like, oh, she's feisty like her mother. (laughs) And Donna says that if she were more like her, then she wouldn't be getting married at 20. Or getting married at all. And so as they walk through the courtyard, Donna sees like all the laundry is still hanging up. And she's like, oh, I wanted to get it all done before you came. If only there was some machine that could make the beds. Because all this new technology. Because I guess this takes place, what, in like... 2000? I guess probably something like that. If she was pregnant in 79. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess it premiered on Broadway in 2001. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or 2002. I don't know. 
But um, I think it's also typical in Europe to just dry, like, hang dry your clothes. Yeah. But, yeah, she's clearly not very, like, tech savvy. She kind of runs the in the old-fashioned way. Yes, yeah. And Sophie's like, oh, mom, but even if there was a machine like that, you just go along behind it, making them again. And Donna's like, I'm getting better. Sky is, like, making me a website. He's going to put me on, on the, the line. <laughs> yeah, on the line. Sky says that the place has so much potential, but no one knows they're here. So if they market the hotel well, then people will come flooding in. And Sophie's like, this was once supposed to be the site of Aphrodite's fountain. And if you drank the water, you were supposed to find your one true love and perfect happiness. Tanya's like, I'll have a glass of that. And Rosie's like, I'll have a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> so Donna takes Tanya and Rosie to their room and kind of runs them through everything that's broken. Like there's a broken My chair, gosh. the toilet doesn't really work. She's like, if you flush it, just walk away and come back later. And, it will, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it will all have, you know, calm down. Yeah. So. She says that nothing works around here except for her. And she says, I've been running this hotel for 15 years and I've never had a day off. And then we get money, 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 money. 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 <laughs> Must be funny in a rich man's world. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Meryl has her real moment to finally. If I had a lot of money, it's a rich man's world. We see Donna running through the hotel. She's trying to pay all her bills. She has no money. The ensemble, incredible. Yeah. Absolutely eating this number up. They are so good. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. <laughs> My favorite is when they go into the kitchen and she's like singing to the monkfish. And the uh, three ladies are at the stove and they just turn on and be like, ain't it sad? And yeah. Back to their it's cooking. so good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my gosh. So we also get this fantasy moment of like Donna and Rosie and Tanya on this yacht. It is like oh, yeah. the definition of camp when she has the longest train in the world on that dress that's just like <laughs> flowing in the wind. They're gallivanting across this yacht. They're getting massages and stuff. It's incredible. So we end the song. She's taken down the laundry and then <gasps> the ground moves and <gasps> – there's a crack in the courtyard. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So then Tanya and Rosie come up, and Donna's like, did you feel that? The earth moved, darling. We're falling apart here. Don't think about it. Let's go have fun. <laughs> so they go off to the room. The mosaic looks like it was made by a three-year-old. Oh, absolutely. It's like a dolphin yeah. mosaic thing. But meanwhile, the dads have arrived on Calicary. <gasps> So Sophie greets the fathers and asks them if she can help them. And they introduce themselves with like, Harry, Bill, Sam. And Sam asks if she's Donna's daughter. And she's like, yes, I am. And Harry says that he thought she looked familiar, says that she's Sophia. And Sophie's like, no, it's just Sophie. And Bill's like, oh, I, I had a great aunt who lived on the mainland named Sophia. And Harry's like, um, can we go to our rooms before we see Donna for the big reunion? Sophie almost spills that her mom has no idea about any of this, but then tells the men to just follow her and takes them through like this back, <laughs> like 
old goat house, I mm-hmm. believe they call it. Yeah. I also love the shot of the three of them just like standing there in their black sunglasses and the camera like quickly <laughs> cuts between all three of them. It's great. <laughs> so we go to Tanya and Rosie's room uh, there with Donna just drinking champagne, laughing on the couch. When Donna's like, oh, my God, I got a crack in my courtyard. and I got to go fix that. And then they sit <laughs> her back down. <laughs> oh, shit, bitch. Like, that's for real. Got to cock that stat. They are 100% drunk in this scene. You cannot convince me otherwise. They're not yeah. fucked up. Because we have this uh, line flub that I'm sure was accidental. I would be shocked if this was written into the script. But Christine Baranski goes, I know you're going to make a fortune with webs. And they're like, with with webs, with webs. And they like laugh. And she's like, yes, Sky, Sky, with Sky's website. You're going to make a fortune with Sky's website. <laughs> but... Until then, are you okay? Do you need a loan? And Donna's yeah. like, no, no, I'm just whining. You know me. I don't need to be taken care of. And Tanya asks, but it are you? Like you no shame in that. But are you being taken care of? Are you getting any? Wow. <laughs> Meryl Streep goes, oh, you mean, and like <laughs> turns on her drill. My gosh. And it scares the crap out of Christine Baranski. It's amazing. And she's like, no, no, that takes way too much energy. I am so glad that whole part of my life is over. I do not miss it at all. (laughs) Sure. At all. Not at all. I don't miss it. I don't think about it. It's totally fine. Meanwhile, Sophie takes the boys to their very secluded room in the old goat house. And Harry's like, hey, don't mean to be ungrateful, but um, I'm like a 50-year-old man, kind of my own room. And Sam is just like, can I see Donna now? <laughs> Sam, you little romantic. Oh, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sophie's like, so here's the tea. My mom doesn't know you're here. I invited you. Mm-hmm. And Sam is like, okay. I'm going to shoot myself. (laughs) I'm literally heartbroken. Mm -hmm. I can't be here because the last time I saw Donna, she said she never wants to see me again. And Sophie's like, ah, (laughs) Sam, Sammy Sam. That was years ago. Yeah, you only, you know, cheated on your fiancé with her and left her heartbroken. And then married your fiancé, like whatever. Harry's like, why don't we kind of like regroup gather our bearings on the boat. And Bill's like, no, it's an adventure. It's good for you. <laughs> yeah. And Sophie's like, well, you didn't reply to my letters, but like you all came here. Maybe there's a greater reason, a siren's call. <laughs> and I'm like, are you, no one's thinking right now that they could have made this baby. No one's thinking that. Yeah. That that could be theirs yeah like hmm i haven't seen this woman in like 20 years and she has a child that's around that age yes who knows big old shrug from me Mm-hmm. so sam's like oh my gosh you're worse than your mother i'm so glad you never met my boys they'd never recover and sophie's like wow you have sons i'm like those could be your brothers yeah <laughs> and he's like yes i have two I'd love to bring them here someday. And Sophie's like, oh, like he used to bring my mom. (gasps) And Sam's like, what? What are you talking about? (laughs) Literally, 
puts hair behind the ear. What? <laughs> so they hear Donna like coming into the goat house. So Sophie's like, crap, I have to leave, but you guys stay. Please don't leave. Don't breathe. <laughs> yeah, don't do anything. So she climbs out the window and Donna hears like the window shutters opening and closing. So she climbs up the ladder to look into the attic and sees inside, oh my god, her former flames. Uh, and when she looks at them, they put them in the most insane 70s costuming as like so the flashback. Good. I love this flashback. <laughs> Sam's long, long hair. It is something. I'm very glad that in the second movie, because the second movie, if you don't know, um, kind of does a lot of flashbacks to that summer of Donna mm-hmm. meeting all these men, and they did not dress them like this at all. Honestly, you would barely even know it's the 70s um, because they don't really go very far with the costuming. But Bummer. Yeah. So Sam does not have that same long, long hair in the sequel. <laughs> but Donna sees the men. She freaks out. She closes the trap door, and we get the titular song. Mamma mia. My, my. How can I resist you? And the way they, like, what's it called? Feather? If the way they. The weave the weave songs that in. in. Yeah. Splice it in there. It's just so good because she's like, oh, Mamma mia. Like, here we go again. Like, these men mm-hmm. coming back to haunt me. Why did I even let them go? And it's just like the perfect premise for music i think the musical placement in this is so good for sure yeah because the jukebox musical is not easy especially when you're sticking to just one particular artist you have to really craft a story very well for things to fit because sometimes they can feel a little stilted but not in this movie everything feels very in place whereas in the second movie there's a couple that i'm like "Mm, Mm. yeah this feels a little contrived but this movie is really tight. Did you see Jagged Little Pill? No. Okay, me neither. But yeah, she she sings Mamma Mia. Uh, it's truly an amazing performance. There's not really a lot to it. It's just Meryl doing her thing. She's dancing on the rooftop. Just taking no prisoners. She's having her emotional moment. She's climbing around on the roof. She's dancing. She's spotted by Sophie, Lisa, and Allie. So Donna, like, spies on the men through the window. We see inside Harry trying to, like, blow up his mattress. Mm-hmm. And that's when the dads start to hear her kind of, like, jumping around on the roof. We also see the ensemble, like, join her up there for the final, like, lyrics of the song. They open the trap door and they just go, like, and blow. And she falls <laughs> through the trap door, landing on the air mattress inside the attic. With her legs, like, mm-hmm. up in the air. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I better be dreaming. You better not be here. Bill is... Oh, my God. He's so- like, you want me to pinch you, Donna? <laughs> yeah, he is such a character. Donna is delighted to see him and Harry. And she's like, what are you doing here? Bill's like, I'm writing a travel piece. And Harry's like, spontaneous holiday. And Sam is like, I just dropped in to say hi. And I'm like, you dog, you fucking dog. 
What do you have up your sleeve? Okay, Ugh. now now I have to ask you. I'm sure I know what your answer is, but if you're doing a Mary fuck kill between the dads, who's who? Huh. That's hard. I'm going to kill Bill. <gasps> Just because I think he's nice, but I I he's not in my top running for fucking or marrying, you know? And then it's hard from there because <laughs> I think I would have to marry Colin Firth. Mhm. But I would have to – what's Sam's – the actor's name? Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. I would be having an affair with him the entire time <laughs> I was married to Colin Firth. Mine is similar but one swapped. So yeah, I would marry Harry, hands down, for sure. Um, I would fuck Bill and I would kill Sam. You would fuck <laughs> Bill? I would. Are you okay? He seems like he would be pretty wild. Like he would, he'd be really passionate. I feel like it would be great. I guess. I have no like attraction to him. See, I have no attraction to Sam. I think he's too masculine for your taste. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Just like he doesn't do it for me. The whole James mm-hmm. Bond thing never appealed to me. Of course, he's like an incredibly good looking guy. I can see that, but I'm not. I'm not feeling it. And also, Sam, not the most faithful, so I don't think I can trust him. Mm. He's made mistakes, but I mean, at 20, we all did. (laughs) Bill says it's one of those serendipitous moments in life when three complete strangers share a common thought. And Donna is relieved to hear that they're strangers. Like, they aren't aware of that summer She's like, who told you to stay in the old goat house? And they're like, oh, some Greek lady. She spoke Greek. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So Donna's like, well, you can't stay here because I'm closed and I'm full and I'm busy. You know, um, some local girl, she's getting married here. So you got to go. (laughs) And Sam is like, hey, you know, don't worry about us. Bill here, he's used to roughing it. And Harry... And Harry's like, I'm spontaneous. (laughs) (laughs) And Donna's like, well, what about you? And Sam says he just wanted to see the island. You know what it meant to me. Oh, my God. God. So loaded. You fucking dog. (laughs) Not a a word can come out of this man's mouth and not make you. And you're like, let's go. I'm like, (laughs) I'm punching walls here. So Donna's like, well, I'm going to arrange for a boat to take you to the mainland. And when she hears that Bill has a boat, she's like, good, get on it. And anchors away, away, away. Mm -hmm. And as Donna is climbing down that ladder, they're like, hey, Donna. And in unison say, it's good to see you. Uh, Donna's (laughs) like, my head is spinning. Mm -hmm. So cut to Pepper, the bartender, making Tanya drink, hitting on her. This will tickle your taste buds or something like that. Oh, my God. I love the name Pepper. Mm. So cute. Yeah. And she's like, I'm old enough to be your mother. Donna runs up to them looking for Sophie. And she just jolts to the bathroom in tears. Chiquitita, tell me what's wrong. (laughs) I love this scene. so (laughs) quirky. They're just two quirky ladies. I hope that when we're older, mm. this is like the friendship dynamic. Absolutely. This is the dynamic that I am aiming yeah. for. A thousand I, I, I need it. Yeah. When she's like standing on top of her at the bathroom she's stall. And like Tanya's looking <laughs> yeah. over the bathroom stall. Rosie's looking under the bathroom stall. She's like, how I hate to see you like 
this. <laughs> she's looking at Donna on the toilet. <laughs> and then they like help her while she's like sitting on the sink. They give her tissues. They spray her with like sprays. Tanya tries to give her a pill. Rosie takes the pill. <laughs> they do like face mist, put a flower in her hair. It's so like it's, it's so, so good. good. This is my biggest gripe with Universal the this the film studio. Okay. Because they put out this movie, they put this mm-hmm. incredible scene in there, they put out the soundtrack and Chikatita is not on the soundtrack. Oh, I looked into this and it was because Chikatita was meant to like all of its proceeds were for charity. Oh. Uh, so they got the rights to use it, but they can't like make money off it. Like can't put it on an album or something. I guess I'll allow it, but I just want to. <laughs> I just want to listen to this recorded. I'll pay no, the charity. Totally. I'm happy to pay the charity for the month just to just to have that track. Just for the track. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> what are we talking? One dollar, yeah. two dollars. <laughs> you take my money. Take it, please. Donna tells them Sophie's dad is here, and they're like, "What?" And she's like, "Well, I always said it was Sam. You know, the architect who had to go home to get married, but." I really wasn't sure. Like, there were two other guys around the same time, and they're like, oh, you dog. Donna Sheridan, you shady lady. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Donna says she never told them because she never knew she would have to, let alone see them in her old goat house. And the ladies are like, the old goat <laughs> house. Oh, my God. <laughs> run, 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 jog, jog, jog. Sophie and her friends are, like, hiding in this, like, hay hay bale and, like, a barrel. Yeah. And just watching the ladies run. When they check upstairs, the men are gone. Mm. And she's like, oh, they must have gone back to the boat. And she hopes that they don't go running around again. Oh, she says, I hope they run aground and drown. Pretty dark. Yes. Yeah. Would have to agree. So we get to Donna's room, and she says that there's no way that they know about Sophie. She never told a soul, and she just wants to keep it that way. And Tanya's like, well, maybe Sophie would be cool with it. And Donna goes, cool with it? You don't know my daughter. This would be a freaking bombshell. I don't know why they're here. I don't know where they are. And I brought this upon myself because I was a stupid, reckless slut. And they're like, oh, my God, you sound like your mother. You've been living like a nun. Whatever happened to our Donna? Life and soul of the party. El Rock Chick Supremo. And they put on, like, a feather boa and a hat on her. And she just goes, I grew up. And they're like, <laughs> well, then grow back down again. Screw them if they can't take a joke. Right into the song. And it's like, I've never heard Dancing Queen before mm. until they sing it. Because it's such a different vibe to hear it now that I'm, I'm not even old, but I'm 26. So yeah. like, I'm, I'm nine years older than when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And like, it's such a reminiscent song. And it's like, uh, she was the life of the party, dancing all night. And it kind of brings you back to the nights at Berlin oh where my we God. were fucking free. <laughs> and free. dancing to ABBA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like why we went to hear mm-hmm. ABBA. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, a little club in 
the Lower East Side. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still, still there. going today. It's still yeah. there. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, and they slide down the staircase. Like Tanya and Donna are so deft, deft, daft. Tanya and Rosie. Does Donna slide down the stairs too? They all do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rosie Rosie's gets the one the, who like the crotch burn. Yeah. Yeah. She's like <laughs> on her like stomach sliding yeah. down, and Tanya has like the most graceful slide mm -hmm. down. But yeah. Rosie's like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> They dance in the courtyard. All the ladies at the hotel join them. They gallivant through the island. This woman, oh my God, she's like this old woman. She's carrying this huge bunch of sticks. <laughs> and when she sees all the girls running like through, like along the shore, she throws down the huge bunch of sticks and just goes, oh yeah, and joins. <laughs> it is my favorite thing. And she also has a cameo in the second one. Oh wait, is that the woman who is um, in the forest? Yes, yeah. Okay, oh my gosh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Christina noticed Benny Anderson on the piano. Yeah. From the original ABBA. I just love this fucking song. This is the one where they have like very like much Pete Buttigieg like, bop. Oh, wow. <laughs> Some soft choreo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Donna pushes Tanya and Rosie into the water before jumping in herself. It's so good. It just, it feels like every carefree summer thought you've ever had combined yeah. into one scene. It's incredible. I'm done with hot girl summer. I need a dancing queen summer. I agree. I agree. So Sophie and her friends end up running down to the dock because, you know, the dads have gotten on the boat and they're like, wait, wait, don't leave. Sophie does a beautiful dive into the water. Very graceful. It's like a. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's such a strong swimmer. I was like, uh, OK, Amanda Seyfried <laughs> or her body double. Yeah. yeah. So she swims over to the boat and Bill invites her to join them on a sail around the island. And Sam says that. Donna ejected them from the goat house and totally freaked mm -hmm. out when she saw them. And Sophie says, oh, she's just stressed from the wedding. She has no idea that you're her surprise and she'll be so happy tomorrow. I promise. Lying through her fucking mm -hmm. veneers. Yeah. <laughs> so Sophie then notices that Harry took her mom's guitar and he's like, no, no, I did. I actually borrowed it. And these are my initials right here. DS, Donna Sheridan, HB. Headbanger, because his name was <laughs> Harry Headbanger. <laughs> wow. And he says he actually bought it for Donna back in the day. It cost him 10 quid and his Johnny Rotten t-shirt. And they actually met while he was studying in Paris. And he hopped on a train and followed her to Greece. How romantic. And he's like playing the guitar and he starts singing. And I'm like, Colin Firth, stop seducing me. Oh, my God. <laughs> they sail around the island. This is actually a really good montage. I love this give scene. This montage to someone. Mm -hmm. um, they sail around the island. Sophie gets to chat with all of these men, her potential fathers. Sam and Sophie draw each other. Um, they show pictures of them with Donna in their youth. They have this little like picnic on this mm. small little island that they um, sail off to. Harry has the guitar. Oh yeah, he's showing them his like how, like pretending to smash the guitar, like his moves from back in the day. Oh my lord. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point Sophie takes the guitar and she's like 
all it seems. Oh my god. Then Sky calls for Sophie from the boat. So she makes the men promise to come to the wedding tomorrow before she swims back to the shore. When she swims back, Sam finds the drawing Sophie did of him in his shirt. Meanwhile, Donna is having a mental breakdown. She's reminiscing, looking at baby pictures of Sophie and pictures of her potential fathers. This is Time Pop, a podcast about time travel movies. Each episode, we take a deep dive into a time travel film and talk about all the insanity and madness that happens when you travel through time. Tell our new fans some of the episodes they could listen to right now. Okay. The Adjustment Bureau. See You Yesterday. The Time Machine. Live, Die, Repeat. Primer. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Avengers With Endgame. many more time travel movies in our future. Join me, Ari. Scott. And Dez. For Time Pop. So Sophie gets back to the shore and Sky is like, where have you been? We've been looking for you for hours. And she says that she just lost track of time. And then she asks, you know, what he's up to because he has like he has his snorkeling gear and stuff. And he's like, oh, it's for my stag do my last night of freedom or the last night before the greatest adventure of my life. And then Sophie starts to bring up her dad's. She's like, oh, you remember how I always wanted to find my dad? And he's like, Sophie, I've told you a million times, you don't need a dad. You have a family. And she's like, oh, because you'll never leave me, right? And oh my God, Sky's like, are you kidding? You have turned my world upside down. And then the fucking song starts. Oh my God. Sky is really oh my god putting in the work mm-hmm. when they get like intimate and she's like oh laying god. down he's on top of her I'm like this is insane this mm-hmm. is passion this is I don't know what it is but it's really hot it's and so hot which is ironic <sighs> because it was freezing when they filmed it <laughs> whoa okay yeah just as they're about to kiss, a bunch of the guys from, you know, Sky's Stag come out of the water and they pull them apart and they dance on the dock in their, uh, fuck, what are the flippers? Flippers? Yeah, flippers. And the choreography <laughs> is just such a fucking blast. It's so silly. Mm-hmm. And then they ride off into the sunset on jet skis. Like, what the fuck? Oh, my fuck? God. Yeah, I was so scandalized by this number in 2008. I would just sit there like, oh, my God. Like, what? It's what is so passionate. Having? It's like, I used to do, do before we met. Now every man that I see is, is a potential, potential threat. <laughs> so good. So we also have a seamless transition right into Sophie's bachelorette party as she's, like, chugging from this bottle of champagne. She is 20. I mean, it's legal in Greece. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she, there's this one shot that only I notice it, and it literally doesn't matter, but as she falls back, like her friends catch her. Yeah. And in the far away shot, we see her hair fall, and then in the close-up, we see her hair fall again, and I always notice that continuity error because I'm ill. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> they're having a great time. That's when... 
we hear for one night and one Ooh. night only the world's first girl power band donna and the dynamos and donna Tanya and Rosie come out in their full 70s gear on this little stage. They have a spotlight and they start singing Super Trooper. It is so fun. The song is amazing. Um, It truly wouldn't really fit anywhere else in the musical. So I think it's really smart to have it designed that it's like a performance because plot wise, it's like. I don't know, kind of hard to fit in. So I think they did a really good job with that because you can't not do Super Trooper. It's too good. As they're performing, the dads start making their way up to the courtyard and they're all like, oh, this is our song. Wait, this this is our song. This is all their songs with Donna. Wow. Donna, you dog. <laughs> so as they're performing, Donna like spots the dads and tries to, you know, keep going. And as she gets close to Sophie and Tana, she's like, look, 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 they're over there, they're over there. <laughs> so by the end of the song, Sophie jumps up on stage. She hugs her mom. It's so sweet. They have this really beautiful moment together. And the men start clapping. And Rosie's like, excuse me, this is a hen party. Women only. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> I do think even though Super Trooper is just them reminiscing about the girl group they had, Mm -hmm. she's like, somewhere in the crowd, there's you. And then they pan over to Sophie. And so it is like, even though like so not part of the plot, it's almost like, oh, she's singing to her daughter on the night before her wedding. I mean, that's the core of this movie really is about Sophie and Donna. Like, oh my gosh. Of course, there's the shenanigans with the men and all this other stuff yeah. going on. But at the end of the day, it's really about this mother-daughter relationship that has been so close because they only grew up with each other. There was no other support system. Like, Donna didn't have her family or anything. It was really just the two of them. And then this, like, yeah. support system that they have found and, like, made for themselves in Greece. Um, so when we do have these really tender moments – It doesn't feel cheesy. It doesn't feel hammed up. It just feels very genuine. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's that mother-daughter dynamic that we see in, like, Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's definitely the the heart of the movie. So after their performance, Donna is like, why the fuck are the men here if not to ruin Sophie's wedding? But Tanya and Rosie remind her she doesn't even care about the wedding. She doesn't (laughs) even want it to happen. Yeah. And Donna's like, yeah, but they have no right to turn up like this and ask what they've ever done for her daughter. And they're like, they didn't know she existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Donna is like off a bean and she's like, they didn't need to know. And I've done a great job with Sophie by myself. I won't be muscled out by an ejaculation. I had like really never noticed that line until watching it. It was really funny. <laughs> and then oh my the God. ladies from the bachelorette party see harry and bill at the bar and they're like they're going feral (laughs) they're foaming at the mouth they like tie they like brutalize these men they like tie them up and just like yeah i don't know like dance around them it's crazy Mm -hmm. meanwhile sophie and sam are having a little private moment he's like sophie because they're outside like donna's room Mm mm-hmm And he's like, I should really explain to Donna that I come in peace. 
And she's like, no, you should wait till she has a few drinks in her first. And then Sam pulls out the drawing that Sophie did of him on the boat. And he's like, this is really good. You should pursue art. And <laughs> let him live. No, it's not him. It's the drawing. Because okay. the drawing is like the most <laughs> basic, simple line drawing okay, I've ever fair. seen. <laughs> so I just can't imagine somebody seeing it and be like, you should pursue this professionally. He holds it up. It's the doodle of SpongeBob. Oh my god, what that's such called? a good meme format, actually. <laughs> Why has nobody done that? Us using it to promote the podcast. You should you should pursue, you should pursue this. this. And it's like our first version of the brand logo. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But like it's just not get a better artist to do something a little more complex. Maybe like a watercolor. Like I don't yeah, fucking know. Something. It's just it doesn't hold water for me that somebody would see that and be like, you need to be a professional artist and you can make a living off this. You should pursue this. <laughs> but anyways, he asks Sophie if running the villa with Donna is really her dream. And Sophie's like, it doesn't matter. Like, she just can't do it by herself. And Sam mentions that he actually drew up this entire villa one night on the back of a menu because he's an architect. <sighs> He's amazing. <laughs> he can do no wrong in your Have books. you seen that clip? I think it's from Squ um, Scream Queens. And he's like, and what's your name? Senorita oh, God. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. You her for Halloween. I did watch Scream Queens. Um, why did that come to mind suddenly? <laughs> oh, because um, what were we fucking just talking about? Oh, because he's like. I wrote it on the back of a menu. Why did I? Think <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, because I, you were like, yeah, he wrote it on the back of the menu, and you sent me like he's, and I was like, he's awesome, and uh, then I thought of Senorita. <laughs> yeah, there we go. The dots are connecting. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I was just like, where did that come from? Um, yeah, so he drew up the the plans for the villa one night on a menu, and. He talks about how he always dreamed of coming back. And so Sophie asked what kept him. And he's like, what has your mother told you about me? And she's like, well, actually, she never mentioned you. That's heartbreaking. I would feel really shitty. But, like, do you think that Sam has mentioned Donna to his sons? No. Probably not. Maybe if he's here. Maybe. I mean, he's... As we'll learn later, spoiler alert, he is divorced. Yeah. So. I don't know. Who knows? But he basically is like, you know, hurt by this news. And he's like, Sophie, what am I doing here? And that's when Donna opens up her window and Sophie just runs away. <laughs> no one sees her. No. She's like, peace. And bolts out of there. <laughs> so Rosie, Tanya, and Donna lay on the bed and she says, someone up there has it in for her, probably her mother, you know, kind of gets up. She's about to run out, get the men out. But Tanya's like, listen, if you run out there, guns loaded, there's going to be questions. So Rosie and Donna help Tanya get her boots off. I love this overhead shot. It's so good. <laughs> and she's like, my feet are big. It's from all that yoga. <laughs> and Rosie lays out the plan. She's like, tonight? 
We'll get them plastered, and tomorrow she and Tanya will take them fishing. Meanwhile, back on the dance floor, Harry finally manages to escape all the women. He sits down at the bar with Sophie. She actually ends up asking Harry if he has any children. And he's like, oh, no, I don't. I would have loved a daughter. I would have spoiled her rotten, but like, not in the cards for me. And he's like, oh, is your dad here? And she says, I don't know who my father is. Oh, my Lord. Before she gets pulled onto the dance floor. And Harry's like, hmm. Interesting. That's peculiar. Interesting. (laughs) Bill is dancing with Sophie. And he's like, how did Donna get the money to buy this hotel? And Sophie's like, oh, she was left money by the um, older lady she took care of when she was little. And she's like, oh, Sophia, like my great aunt Sophia. Really, like, I always heard that she left her money to family. And then he's like, The wheels are turning. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, speaking of, how old are you? And she's like, 20. And he freaks out, runs off. Sophie runs after him. And she's like, Why would your great aunt leave Donna money? And she asks him if he is her father. And he's like, I think I am. <sighs> And so she asks him if he will give her away tomorrow and says to keep it a secret until the wedding and they hug. You're moving awfully fast, Sophie. Like There are holes in the plot you're creating. Mm-hmm. Are you my daddy? Great. Can you walk me down the aisle tomorrow? Perfect. <laughs> I love the Rory Gilmore line. Are you my new daddy? Yeah. Um, I do think that Bill is the dad, though. That is my I agree. theory. First of all, I think that when she hooked up with Sam, it was honestly too early. Like, it would Mm -hmm. only be between Bill and Harry. But, um, yeah, because I think it's, like, Sam is the man she really loved, like, her old Mm -hmm. flame. And then Bill was kind of just the rebound. And, I mean, so is Harry. But the fact that, um, fuck, Bill's great aunt left her the money Mm -hmm. i think that's pretty self-explanatory yeah no i and also like look at sophie's hair it's gotta be bill you got her there yeah it's it's always it's the second guy's the dad which is what pisses me off in the second movie they change the timeline oh so the order is actually harry sam bill Mm. So you're led to believe that, like, Sam is the dad in the second one because it makes the most sense for it to be, like, the second guy. But it's Bill. Like, Bill's the dad for sure. Yeah. When my boyfriend came to visit me, I – (laughs) Boyfriend? We already did this on the Patreon, so (laughs) – Ladies and gentlemen, we have a launch. (laughs) Um, yeah, Patreon listeners heard it for heard it first. They got the soft launch first, but yes, when extra, he came to extra. <laughs> read all about it. He came to visit me before we were a fish, and he I told him that I wanted to make him watch these movies, and he very graciously watched them with me. So we watched the first one. Wow, and what's that like? <laughs> it's pretty nice. Um <laughs> But I watch anime for him, so it balances out. But uh, basically, we watched the first movie. He was like, well, now I have to see the second one so I can find out who the dad is. You fucking bamboozled him. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell him that you'd never find out because then I was like, well, he might not want to watch it then and I want to watch it. So I just 
didn't say anything. And then we watched the second movie and he was like, that's it? Like, we never find out? I was like, Sweet no. Matt. <laughs> he was like, you lied to me? I was like, I just didn't say anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lying by deception. Yeah. That's the only time I've ever lied to him, though. Just that one time. So. <laughs> Would you say that your love language is like acts of service or like Absolutely. Kind a work? thousand percent acts yeah. of service. Yeah. I actually felt the same way because I was like thinking about it the other day and I was like, I love compliments. I mean, that's mm-hmm. nice. But I think what really means something to me is like when you go out of your way yes. to make my life easier, like is, especially because we're so busy, I think it's mm-hmm. like even more special. Yeah. But back to the movie. So we go back to the courtyard. The bachelorette party is happening. And what song starts playing? Oh, my God. <laughs> Gets me fucking hyped. I'm like, what, what, what? <laughs> so the girls are running around because who starts literally scaling the fucking cliff? Sky's bachelor party. Everyone apparently that Sky's friends with and is um, an athlete. <laughs> yeah, it is super like sexy with the shirt off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're in like masks and they're topless. Only hot people in Greece. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, absolutely ripped. It's insane. They, like, climb up this cliff. They have these ropes, and they, like, swing into the party. It's insane, but I love it. And um, <laughs> they kind of all get to the dance floor. Sky gives Sophie this little necklace, and Bill kind of, you know, watches with a smile on his face. We have this huge dance number. It's so fun. Uh, it's also really, like, coolly lit as well. And... um Donna and the Dynamos come downstairs. They're in their new outfits. And in order to keep Bill from going up to Donna, Sophie's like, hey, Sky, go dance with mom. Go keep her busy. So Sophie is walking towards Bill when she is pulled aside by Sam. And he's like, Sophie, I know why I'm here. How long have you known I'm your father? (gasps) Oh, my God. And she's like, not long at all. (laughs) Clever. And she's like, mm-hmm. she tells Sam that Donna doesn't know she knows. So, like, can we wait until after the wedding? And Sam is like, I'm going to give you away tomorrow. Our secret until then. He's very cheeky. Too. He's like, who's giving you away tomorrow? She's like, I don't know. And he's like, wrong. It's me. <laughs> Our secret. Which is, like, so cute because he basically repeats what she said to Bill. Yeah. It's pretty crazy to me that this is, like, everybody's first instincts like oh i'm your father i'm giving you away tomorrow like there are not any other questions it's immediately to i'm giving you away tomorrow at the wedding (laughs) go off i mean sky tries to check on his bride to be but she's freaking out and she's like i can't breathe and pushes him away (laughs) oh sky harry looks at sophie and realizes he's her father (laughs) And that she must have sent him the invite because she wanted her dad to walk her down the aisle. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to do it. I will be there. And Sophie is just continuing to freak out. She's in the middle of the dance floor as everyone's like, and they have the like circles and they're going through which way. And she just faints on the mm-hmm. dolphin mosaic. Yes. So in the morning, we have this lovely like parallel shot mirroring shot between Donna and Sophie 
Donna goes into Rosie and Tanya's room. She's freaking out. And Rosie's like, don't worry, we have it all under control. And then we see Sophie doing the exact same thing in Lisa and Allie's room. So Rosie's like, here's the plan. I am taking Bill and Sam fishing, and Tanya is going to take Harry out for water sports. Meanwhile, Allie and Lisa have also decided that their plan is to grab a man, interrogate him, and swap notes. Then they'll decide. (laughs) Perfect. How could it go wrong? So Rosie tries to row herself to the boat um, to go fishing with Bill and Harry, but she falls off. Oh, yeah. She's in this little dinghy and immediately falls into the water. (laughs) Harry runs into Bill and he's like, I need to get something off my chest. And Bill's like, oh, so do I. I would love to have a little chat. Yeah. And Harry tells him he discovered something wonderful and it was a wake-up call, a way to look at himself and what he really wants out of life. And Bill's like, last night, you didn't even suspect that you were. And Harry's like, no, it's always been a secret. And Bill asks if they can say it out loud. And he's like, no, no, it's all hush-hush until the wedding. I fully did not understand what they were talking about when I watched this in 2008. I was like, what is the subtext here? Mm -hmm. The subtext is that Harry is gay. Yeah, okay, okay. (laughs) That's what I thought too. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's so confusing at first. And Bill's like mentioning last night again. and, And Harry's like, oh, I think I know what's going on. And Bill tells Harry that he doesn't think he can do this. She's a wonderful girl, but can he take her on in his life? And Harry tells him he doesn't have to marry her. And Bill is like, what? Yeah, because Harry thinks that he's talking about Rosie because they were dancing last night. And so Rosie has been eavesdropping this whole time, of course. And Rosie just, yeah, she's like in the sky. I don't know what the fuck it's called on a boat, but yeah, she's like, hello. And Bill's like, just in time for breakfast and like turns around to reveal his bare ass. He's just wearing a fucking apron. It's so good. That was not planned. That was something that Stellan Skarsgård just did. That's not allowed. <laughs> Which leads me to believe that he really has those eye tattoos on his ass. Whoa. And on his knees, or do you think the knees ones are fake? I'm not sure. But yeah, that was something he decided to do. (laughs) That's crazy. It's bold. So back at the villa, Donna is kind of cleaning up after the party when she sees Sophie and asks her if she's like, if everything's okay. You know, she fainted last night. She's looking very stressed today. Fainted. Like, yeah. And Sophie gets really overwhelmed and she starts to tear up and she's just like, I don't know what to do. And so Donna hugs her and she says, you don't have to do anything. It's not too late. We can still call off the wedding. And Sophie's like, call off the wedding? She's like, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. She's like, that's not what I want. That's what you want. Like, you have no idea what's happening. You never did the marriage and baby thing. You just did the baby thing. And Donna's like, I don't understand why you're going off on me now. And they have this like whole thing. And Sophie's like, because I don't want my kids growing up not knowing who their father is because it's just crap. So after this fight, Skye and his friends come up the stairs. They're like playing bagpipes. They're singing voulez-vous. And Donna's like, 
okay, okay, Sophie's going to have a great wedding, okay? And grabs the bagpipes from them and tells them to go get ready. So she starts to put away the bagpipes. And when she emerges from the building, who's standing right there? Samuel. Yo, Sam, man. <laughs> Sam, Sam. Sam, Sammy I am. Boy, Samsky. <laughs> Samuel Samson. He's like, ah, I see you kept my bagpipes. Mm. The sexiest instrument in Scotland. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, to ward off unwanted visitors. And Donna's like, what are you doing here? And he goes into this, like, romantic diatribe, and he's like, this was our dream, a villa on the island. And she's like, I have a hotel and a crippling mortgage. <laughs> and he offers to help, but Donna's like, I can deal with my own disasters. And Sam asks why she didn't tell him Sophie was getting married. And Sam says he, she should be leaving the island and making a life for herself. And Donna's like, I know, but my daughter has a mind of her own. And Sam asks Donna if she really knows what Sophie wants. He thinks she just wants to let her know that she isn't going to leave her alone on the island. And so Donna's like, what are you talking about? And he says, I have two grown children. I know about letting go. And if Sophie thought that you were going to be okay, she might want something different for herself. And Donna's like, listen, I'm fine. I am happy to be single. You don't know how happy I am not to like wake up to some middle-aged man next to me telling me how to run my life. And then Pierce Brosnan starts to sing. Um, he's trying his best. Don't even don't hate on the man. <laughs> Do not. We're not all singers, and that's fine. It's fine. Who sings Ring of Fire? Is it Johnny Cash? Johnny Cash, yeah. Kind of has a Johnny Cash talk singing way about him. I'm in I'm enticed. I'm engrossed. <laughs> he jumps right into the song, SOS. You know, he's singing to Donna about, you know, the times that they had, the love that they lost. You know? It's a it's a duet. They go back and forth all through the courtyard. Just reminiscing. They love each other. Yeah, yeah. But they're scared. They're yeah. scared to love again. There's that shot of them on opposite sides of a wall, leaning against it and singing. And the ensemble doing a great job once again, absolutely carrying. Mm -hmm. But by the end of the song, she can't do it. Donna's still scared. Ah. Uh, She's not ready. Donna. Donna. Be grateful. No. <laughs> Harry and Tanya do their water sports. They're um, in a paddle boat and, like, just pedaling away. And he talks to her about Donna throwing this wedding on her own and asks what the father of the bride would normally do. And she just goes, pay. <laughs> Harry jumps into the water and starts swimming to the sheriff. I was confused why he did that. He was like, well, I'm going to go pay now. Like, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Gotcha. Tanya pedals to the shore. And then who should go up to her but Pepper? And he's like, can we pick up where we left off last night? And she's like, I've thrown a veil over last night. Last night never happened. <laughs> Pepper is like, I can't ignore the chemistry between us. And we get oh my the God. amazing 
Does Your Mother Know by oh. the one and only Christine Baranski. An icon, a legend. She is the An moment. An icon, a legend. Oh, it's so good. I love like the, everybody like rallying around her, like cheering. I feel like we so rarely get to see people like actively like ooing and aahing and cheering during a musical number. And she's just like shredding her oh my stuff. God. And she's like... Does your mother know? She's wearing this great, like, red one piece. Looking hot as ever. Just demoralizing Pepper. <laughs> tying this, like, uh, sheet up like, like a, a diaper. Towel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a towel. <laughs> Absolutely iconic. Mm-hmm. I think she pulls the song off so well. Like, it was really a highlight to watch her sing it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I love the final moment when she just goes, like, and all the men fall to their feet. And I'm like, yes. as they should. As they fucking should. What a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back at the hotel, Donna and her staff are getting all the tables ready. When Harry comes up, dripping wet, still wearing his life jacket, and hands Donna a check. And he's like, I know you've had to tighten your belt over the years, raising Sophie all by yourself. So I just wanted to make a small contribution to the wedding. And she's like, oh, my God, Harry. He is a very successful banker. He's after a banker. All. Yeah. And she's just like, I can't accept it. It's too much. And he's like, nope, nope. You have to catch me first and runs away. He's so silly. What he's a silly so goose. All the men are endearing. I will say, like, although Donna's, like, really hard on herself, Mm -hmm. they are nice men. Oh, yeah. They're all great. None of of them are, like, deadbeats or, like, rude or awful in any way. They're all just, like, these lovely, charming men. They all still really like her. They're like, yeah, Donna's really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So we cut over to Skye decorating the boat for a post-wedding. And Sophie comes up to him and she's like, I need your help. And they go off into a more secluded spot. And she reveals to him what she did, inviting her three potential fathers to the wedding. And she tells him that she thought she would know her dad as soon as she saw him. But she doesn't know shit and she is confused. And now her mom is going to kill her and her dads are going to hate her. And Sky is shocked that she didn't tell him. And he's like, is that what this whole, you know, white wedding is about? Because if he had it his way, they would just take some witnesses to the mainland and, like, call it a day. And she's just like, no, I want to get married knowing who I am. And Sky is like, that doesn't come from finding your father. It comes from finding yourself. True. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I really love Sky. I think he's a great, great character. Yeah, he's really grounded where Sophie is more up in the air. Mm-hmm. An air sign versus an earth sign, mm. like whatever people would say. Ooh. <laughs> now I'm trying to think what everybody's signs are. Maybe I'll do a poll on Instagram and have everybody vote. Ooh, that would be fun. But yeah, he's definitely giving her some good advice, I think. Um, and he says that he was traveling to find himself when they met, but he put everything on hold for her because he loved her and he wanted what she wanted. But now he doesn't know because it does seem like this whole time there's there are a lot of undertones of him not not wanting to get married like he definitely loves Sophie, Mm -hmm. but it does seem very unlike the fabric of her life to have this white wedding. Yeah. And I don't think it's 
necessarily like everyone's like, oh, I hate weddings and like da da da. It just seems like something she never wanted and something that's kind of like out of the ordinary. Yeah, because Sky is, you know, deeply committed to her, clearly. It's not it's not a question of him not wanting to commit. But I think he just doesn't want like that conventional like, oh, we get married and do the white picket fence and the babies and that whole thing. But because Sophie didn't have that growing up, um, she is really craving that quote unquote Mm -hmm. normalcy and like those kind of traditional values because she grew up with a single mother in like a more precarious kind of lifestyle. They moved around a bit before, you know, they ended up on the island. So yeah, that's where we kind of see the two of them clashing because what she actually wants, like her in her soul is like, you know, to be with Sky and kind of live this non-traditional life together. But oh yeah, she still craves that like structure that she never had. For sure. And after hearing this, she's like, you know, do you still love me? Because it sounds also mm-hmm. very, he he is kind of like, I, I don't know if overreacting is the right word. It kind of feels like he has had these thoughts bottled up and he's finally sharing them. Yeah, it's a little tough love for sure. Yeah. 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 And so she's like, you know, do you still love me? And he's like, of course, I love you. I just wish you told me yeah. you're doing this. Communication is key, people. Mm-hmm. So after Sky walks off, Sam walks up out of nowhere and sees that Sophie's really upset. He thinks that like Sky has done something. And so he's like, Are you okay? And she's like, Not now, Sam. And he was like, No, yes, now. I'm supposed to be giving you away to like today. And how am I supposed to do that if I don't know that you're gonna be happy? You know, I did the whole big white wedding thing, and it doesn't always end in a happy ever after. And Sophie has like hit her limit at this point because mm-hmm. everyone has been telling her, like, are you sure you want to get married? I would also be pissed at that. Yeah, and she's like, that's you. That's not me. I love Sky more than anything in the world. Did you feel that way when you got married? And Sam is like, no. You got me. She's like, right, exactly. Slipping through my fingers. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Sophie goes to find her mother. Of course, when you feel distressed, just want to go to your mom sometimes. Um, that parent or guardian that you feel closest to. So she finds her mom in the courtyard and she's like, can you help me get ready? And Donna's like, I thought like Lisa and Allie were supposed to help you. And she's like, I want you to help me. Mm. So they go and get ready for her wedding and he's like slipping through my fingers. (gasps) Which is very... Uh, it's just so emotional mm-hmm. and she like reminisces about her growing up and just all the moments that they spent yeah. together. Like I love the lines like, you know, eating at the breakfast table mm. and I was so tired, but like I should have been enjoying those moments with you. Barely uh, awake. I let precious time go by. It's so yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's so heartfelt. And the way that mm-hmm. Meryl Streep and oh my Amanda God. Seyfried, they really, I mean, they look so much alike. Yeah, they do. And it feels like this true mother-daughter moment. Mm-hmm. I think a modern song that kind of encapsulates that is um, Casey Musgrave's song. Mother. Yeah. 
and um, just enjoying the time you have and kind of being like every minute that I wasn't spending with you or cherishing. Like I just let it slip by and I regret it all now. But um, it's also like a coming of age moment and she's realizing her daughter's becoming a young woman. Mm Mm-hmm. So Sophie asks if she's letting Donna down because she was in the dynamos. You know, she raised a kid. She ran a business all by herself. And Donna's like, well, I didn't have a choice. When I got pregnant with you, my mother told me not to come back. And I wouldn't have it any other way. So she helps her get ready. She, like, does her hair. And she looks beautiful. Yeah, she looks gorgeous. Um, she like, I remember one point she cuts herself shaving and Donna puts a bandaid on her. It's just so darling. Mm -hmm. And finally, when she's all ready, Sophie asks Donna to give her away and Donna says yes. And they sing together. Sometimes I wish that I could freeze the picture and save it from the funny tricks of time slipping through my fingers. (sighs) it's also just such a beautiful melody as well and i love in that little interlude part we hear the melody um played through a music box i thought was such a like precious touch especially like reminiscing on childhood and that's such like a childhood thing i think that this would be a great song to audition with if you were like in the age of having Mm. a 20-year-old child. Yeah, definitely. So everybody starts making their way up the hill to the church. As they're going up to the church, Sam actually stops Donna. And he's like, who's giving Sophie away? And she's like, I am. And he's like, well, Sophie told me that she really wants her dad here. And what if her dad wants that too? And she's just like, I can't do this right now. And he tries to speak and... I don't want to talk About things we've gone through Though it's hurting me Now Meryl Streep starts singing The Winner Takes It All. And this is a song that I don't think I really appreciated until I got a little bit older. Because, you know, when I was 12, I simply couldn't understand, you know, the depth of a relationship Mm -hmm. the way that I do now. Um, So I didn't really pay much attention to this song. But I've found myself in the past, like, year and a half, two years, like, really listening to this song very frequently. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just such a – it's such a heartfelt song. And I believe it was written about one of the other members in – because didn't they all date each other? Yeah, it was kind of a mess. Yeah, so it was about it was about one of the I don't remember which couple it was, but very Fleetwood Mac. So right, yeah, it's it's very loaded, and Meryl is carrying this song like crazy because it's just her like standing there singing to him, giving the performance of her life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She is emoting. She is, you know, telling the story. She's going through the full range. She is of- with her scene partner. She is putting in the work. Yeah. We have some prop work. She's using her scarf in the wind. 
She ends up running all the way up this giant cliff. It's really, it's insane how many stairs there are. It looks so (laughs) steep. Yeah. When you see it from afar, it looks like fucking vertical. Everyone's wearing heels too, so rough times. She runs all the way up as she's, you know, singing the last few lines of the song. It's a beautiful song. It's also like about them kind of having a truce or like mm-hmm. putting the past behind them yeah. and yeah. moving forward. And it's also really fitting, like talking about like Sam's wife that he ended up marrying as well. Like it fits into like their whole history mm-hmm. seamlessly. So. so Donna finally makes it to the church where everyone is waiting for her and the guests stand. Sophie makes her entrance and walks down the aisle with Donna. The pastor welcomes everyone, um, especially Donna, who is representing Sophie's family. Donna stands and says, it's kind of like out of the blue, she welcomes Sophie's dad and tells Sophie that her father is here. And Sophie's like, I know, I invited them. And the three men stand. Like, whoop. Donna <laughs> finally realizes why they're all here. And Sophie apologizes and asks Donna to forgive her. And Donna's like, Sophie, like, can you forgive me? And Sophie's like, I don't care if you slept with a hundred men. You're my mom and I love you so much. Aww. And it's really sweet, but also like this whole time they're like in front of the pastor. Yeah. And she's like, I haven't I haven't slept with hundreds of men. <laughs> so yeah, they start getting back to the wedding and back to oh, what are we doing having a wedding? Yeah. And Sam is like, Am I getting this right? So Sophie might be mine, but she might be Bill's or Harry's. And Donna's like, hold it right there, sport. You have no one to blame but yourself. You're the one who, you know, left. And Sam actually reveals that he left so he could tell Lorraine that he couldn't marry her. Maybe tell someone about your plan. Mm-hmm. And then came right back to the island. And Donna's like, what? You can't see, but I just tossed my hair behind my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, why didn't you call me? And this is one of my gripes with Sam. I don't like that he says this one particular line where he's like, because I was stupid enough to think that you would be waiting for me. Why would she be waiting for you? You left to go get married. Why would, would she be she waiting know? for you? Yeah. How would she know? How would she know? She wouldn't. So don't turn this around on her. He's like, but when I came back, you were off with some other guy, as she should be. None of your business. You left to go get married. So that's my gripe with Sam. Anyways, that's what happened. He he ended up going home and Lorraine called him an idiot and married him to prove it. So Harry then butts in and he's like, can, can I just say that it is great to have even a third of Sophie. I would never thought I would get even that much of a daughter. Donna, you were the first girl I ever loved and the last. And they pan over to a sexy man. Yeah, he looks over at some hot Grecian man in the crowd who I guess he's having a little flirtation with. And Sam tells Sophie that they can find out who her dad is if she wants, but he's with Harry. Like, 
He's happy to share her. And then Bill pipes in. He's like, I'll take a third. And they all, you know, make their way Bill's up the like, aisle. Thank God. <laughs> He's like, I can't Love take her, but can't take her on in my life. Not all of her. So Yeah. So Rosie's like, typical, isn't it? You wait 20 years for a dad and then three come along all at once. So <laughs> The ceremony begins again, and Sophie immediately stops and turns around, and she's like, you know, I have no idea which one of you is my real dad, and I don't mind. And I know, I know what I really want. Sky, let's not get married yet. And everyone's like, <gasps> and she's like, no, no, let's just get off this island and see the world. And he's like, oh, I love you. Wow, everyone's happy. <laughs> I know this movie too well. I know the intonations too well. <laughs> so Sky's thrilled. Things are chaotic. And the pastor's like, so so hey Donna, but like you're saying the wedding's off? Like, do yeah. I still get paid? And Sam is like, Hey, why waste a good wedding? My God. He's like, I'm a divorced man who's loved Donna for twenty-one years. And ever since the day I set foot on the island, I've been trying to tell her how much I love her. And he gets down on one motherfucking knee. My God. Ba-dum, bum, bum. <laughs> and then the song I don't starts. know the melody to this song off the top of the oh, top of the gym. I can conceal it. Don't you see? Can't you feel it? Say I do. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. You're welcome for the musical stylings of Thank Christina you. Schmidt. <laughs> and what does she say? Why not? I do. Wow. I think Rosie's like, you'll need someone to boss around now that Sophie's gone. Oh, I think Sam said he's like, "Come on, Donnie, you'll need somebody to boss around this out on this island. It's only the rest of your life." <laughs> so they get married. Everybody celebrates, and how convenient! There's a whole reception set up, so everybody goes to the reception. They all toast. For some reason, Pierce Brosnan gets another solo song that. He does his best Don't with. Hate on the man. He's just not a singer, and that's okay. We can't all do everything. So yeah, he sings when all is said and done. It's kind of a long ballad. Um, everybody is just staring at him. I think I might have blocked it out because I just go. I'm like, yeah, and then Rosie and Bill talk. Oh yeah, no, he sings a whole song. It goes on for a while too. I usually zone out though because I don't really. I don't know. It's not the most interesting thing for me. It's kind of. Like, we get it. We got it. It's good. Um, <laughs> but after the song, everybody toasts, and Bill is like, ah, that's not for me. I'm a writer. A lone wolf. And Rosie just, like, turns to look at him, because that's exactly what she said about herself. Yeah. And she starts slam poetry style, saying these lyrics to him. Honey, I'm still free. She's like, if you change your mind i'm the first in line honey <laughs> i'm still free <laughs> take a chance on me and bill's like excuse me and gets it to leave <laughs> so she keeps singing the lyrics to him until eventually she throws him in a chair hops up on the table and has everybody clink their champagne glasses and she fucking pops off on the song she walks down the table to him <laughs> 
So she ends up like jumping in his arms. She pulls him up to dance. Harry gets with his Greek man, like throws off his jacket and he's like, so much that I want to do when I dream I belong with you. It's magic. So we have this whole kind of chase scene between Rosie and Bill. She's like chasing him down. He's trying to scale this this house and she's holding onto his ankles. <laughs> they climb across the roof and she like she falls. falls. She's holding on to that. Um, the gutter. The gutter. Yes. She's holding on to the gutters of the rain, the rain, the roof. And she ends up falling. But who's there to catch her? Bill. Bill. And then guy. they start making out. So Rosie and Bill finally together. I love that they figured out how to get this song in there. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Everyone jumps in. They dance around the courtyard. The crack explodes and water <gasps> comes bursting up. And they're like, it's Aphrodite. And then we get a reprise Mama of Mamma Mia. Mia. Everyone is having the best time. And they're like, this is the best wedding I've ever been to. By they far. are so drunk. <laughs> yeah, we see like Meryl ripping Pierce Brosnan's shirt off. Harry and his man are together. Everybody is just dancing and celebrating in the fountains. It's it's beautiful. And then that night, Sophie sings, I have a dream, reprise, and says goodbye to Donna and her dads on the dock before she and Skye get on their boat to the mainland to begin their adventures. And then we have some great credit scenes. We have the Dynamos performing Dancing Queen. Oh, is it Dancing Queen first? They do, oh, yes, yeah, Dancing Queen oh, first. And then as they finish the song... <laughs> The the women are like, woohoo, woohoo. And then Meryl's like, do you want another one? Do you want another one? And they decide to start performing Waterloo. So they start singing. We see the guys come out in costume. Sophie and Skye also join them. It's super fun. Great number. And at the end, uh, we also see the, all like the entire chorus like up in the heavens, dressed like the Greek gods. They throw like confetti down at them. It's very cute, and uh, the cast walks off hand in hand. And that's Mamma Mia. I think I saw. I mean, I know we saw the same movie, but mm. I think I saw like a made-for-TV version, maybe because I saw it on Peacock. Oh, so I don't know if I got all the the credit details that you oh got. my gosh yeah i just had a blast i was singing along to every song i can't remember if it was like last summer but phil was on a kick like an on an abba kick and so we listened to their albums on repeat for a minute so i know all the lyrics from that not just watching the movie because i would not have seen it enough times to know it all but yeah watching it in the movie form i was like I know Abba's not singing it, but like, ah, uh, it's just so fun when it's put into a plot. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think that the plot is like 
really well constructed. Like we have our main problem, we have the shenanigans, but nothing like too outlandish. It's a little caper, you know, it's yeah. funny and it's touching and mm. there's a mystery going on. Yeah. It's a really great summer movie. Mm-hmm. And like the cast has incredible chemistry. They really nailed the um, casting, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, the friendships feel so genuine, Um, like, particularly Donna and the Dynamos. Like, their Mm -hmm. chemistry together, amazing. Like, it does feel like they have been friends for, like, 25 years, you know? So I really love their dynamic. Everybody just, like, played off each other so well. I can only imagine how much fun it was to shoot this. Just be, like, in Greece for the summer. They were, like, for sure drunk the whole time, just having – an amazing shoot, <laughs> laughing, singing, dancing. Ugh, it's great. And like, I also just love, I love the mother daughter through line and like how we got to see Sophie and Donna's relationship, the parallels between their lives, where they run alongside each other, and then also where they diverge off depending on what choices they made. And yeah, I really loved it. I want to watch it again, like right now. You should watch Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. <laughs> I'm worried it's going to be bad. It's not as good, for sure. For sure, it's not as good. It is really <laughs> fun, though. Um, there's some great songs. And it is fun to see the, like, flashback scenes to, like, young Is it still Nana. all ABBA songs? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This was just so good because even though I knew how the story ended and yeah. all of that, I was like – it's still fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Amanda Seyfried does an amazing job. Yeah. When it like got to Christine Baranski's solo, I was like, oh my God, she's eating it up. Yeah. It was really just a fun time. Like it it was like the peak of fun movie time. And I mean, like you said, the musical came out in a time where people just needed to laugh and have fun mm-hmm. after something awful happened. And I think that um, it still feels the same way. Like if you're having a bad day and you decide to just sit down with a glass of wine and watch ABBA, mm-hmm. I do think it would turn your mood around. Oh, absolutely. I've never I've never been in a bad mood while watching this movie, even if I yeah. was before. It's the perfect pick-me-up. It really just gets you going. And it's beautiful to look at. Like the, the locations are stunning. Loved it. So shall we rate this bad boy? Yeah, what are you going to rate it? I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah, I I say the same. I don't think it's a ten for me just because it's not like my all-time favorite, yeah. but it is so close. Like it is yeah. a really, really good movie. I was like so excited to cover it. And the only thing I, I – like I wish we could have just done um, like a movie – commentary like where mm, like a watch like, along okay, play the movie yeah, yeah. and because the songs are just so pivotal yeah. like you really need to hear the songs like I almost want you to listen to this and every time we mention a song pause and then listen to the song on Spotify yeah and come back yeah. because it really mm-hmm. makes it seeing it all together <sighs> yeah it's it's great it's definitely like I mean, I watch it year-round, but I do love watching it in the summer. It just puts me in the best mood. And I'm like, wow, I want to go to Greece. I want to gallivant around. I want to go to Greece. Wear some linen. Ooh, linen is so nice. 
I should get some linen. It's hot. We gotta. We need some breathable fabrics. So true. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this lovely Mamma Mia recap. We hope you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. It was a blast to record. I hope we did it justice. Yeah. I really recommend watching it. I saw it on Peacock in the U.S. And if you are in Canada, you can rent it on YouTube. It was on Netflix for like quite a while, but they took it off pretty recently, which is... I don't know why you do that. It's a summer. Put it back on. Give the people what they want. And by people, I mean me. And by what they want, Mm. I mean Mamma Mia. So true. But uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed. If you want to get a little more content, do you know where you can do that? Oh my God, on our Patreon. You can get our bonus episode for this month, which is Miss Congeniality. Um, By the time this episode comes out, I guess we will have already selected our like next month's yeah patron movie but yeah we we can post it on instagram and let y'all know what that movie is if you want to join it's super fun we're having a great time chatting in the discord i really love that feature for sure ah yeah it's so fun to hear we're talking about like someone saw elvis and we chatted about that Mm -hmm. got some recipes Mm -hmm. and we talked about the episode that came out dirty dancing there's a lot of fun stuff happening i definitely recommend checking it out and you can also buy our Raymond the lifeguard tees on Tee Public. Yeah, it's summer, baby. Now is the time. Yeah, I do think very much like summer shirt, mm-hmm. especially with the seashells and color scheme. Also getting it on a tote bag, that would be super cute and like great for Ooh. taking to the beach. Yeah. The beach each. Let's go get away. You can also buy like stickers and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, maybe we'll add some more merch designs soon. Yeah. Who knows? In the meantime, you can also follow us on our social media accounts on Instagram. We are Movies That Raised Us. You can also find us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. Yep. And you can watch some vids on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us pod. Or if you have some more thoughts you kind of want to get something off your chest you can always email us at movies that raised us at gmail.com yes and we will see you next week for our final pod girl summer episode don't say that how is it the end of july i know too fast too quick she's gone well i'm mo and i'm christina and our theme song is by garrett schmidt Bye. bye